Hello, the internet, and welcome to this episode of We've Only Just Begun to Trend. We've only just begun Damn. to trend. Do you hear the emotion in that voice? Yeah, we'll get to that. I'm Jack. You're Miles. Yeah. These are some things that are a trend. And by the way, somebody got mad at me because I've been saying Brendan Fraser. Yeah, it's Fraser. Brendan Fraser. Yeah. But like, I'm not the only person who's been making that mistake, right? Yeah, you're right. And a lot of people voted for Donald Trump. So, like, come on. I yeah. mean, I can't, you can't hold that against me. Like, <laughs> okay, yes, maybe 2020, you're like, you should have learned from 2016, but uh, I don't know, man. Like, I thought I, don't know, was, man. I think he learned. I thought I he think did he, some I, cool stuff. He knows how to do it better this time. <laughs> yeah. But no, you know why I remember? There was like, I feel like it was a Comedy Central promo or something where he was on it and he did this bit and he's like, hi, it's me, Brendan Fraser, not Fraser. Mm-hmm. And you're watching blah, blah, blah. And I was like, okay, fool, I get it. Full, just change Fraser. your name. Come on. Like, anyway. You have the same last we'll have name. Him as on. We'll have them on and we'll get to the bottom of this. The iconic TV show. Um, come on. Uh, Should we just try and get Brendan Fraser on for like a laugh? To see I if mean, we can... not for a laugh. That would be fucking dope. That guy's a, a, one of the great. Oh, now, now you act like when he listens back to this, <laughs> he won't know you're the dude disrespecting his name. <laughs> <laughs> I just didn't know. Uh, Tim. Backpedaling like Robert Dinairo. Di- uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> Al Pacino. Uh, oh, all yeah, right. Uh, killing it. So Steve Harvey's fashion is trending because it's uh, trendy because <laughs> it's trendy uh, on, you know, it's trending as in super producer Anna Hosnia sent it to us uh, as we were starting our recording. And uh, it's it's just a, a photograph of him in some very unHarvey like, you know, he's not rocking the big boxy baggy men's suits. Nope. Past that, that he's known for the now um, later gators. Yeah, he's dressed in the latest fashion uh truly the latest fashions wearing it like i kind of like what he's got going on up top he's got like a jacket with like a pops like sort of reminds me of the marvin gay album cover like the way he's got his collar popped a little bit oh kind of giving you what's going on vibes yeah but like in a like tight denim jacket and a turtleneck cobalt blue denim jacket yeah cobalt blue denim jacket turtleneck black turtleneck and but the, you and, said you like what's going on up top. Why do you just say up top? You don't like well, what's going on <laughs> south of the border. So then down below, he's got really tight leather pants on, where you can tell he is circumcised based on these pants. <laughs> uh, he's How tight the pants. Are. I, they are doing. It's a meat their broadcast. Job. Yeah, it's, it's a, a meat, meat broadcast. broadcast. He's broadcasting but, meat. <laughs> well, that's what he's doing with these pants and uh, chunky old boots. Yeah, and real, real chunky boots. And it was like, like is he thick. dressing like Lewis Hamilton? And when she said that, my head almost fell off. I'm like, please don't tell me this is the new era of Steve Harvey. And then you look and you're like, shit, he's having a another midlife crisis. Lewis Hamilton is a race car driver for people who there don't you go. know, like me, who had to Google that. I was like, yeah, Lewis Hamilton, of course. Lewis he's was a race like car him. driver and fashion icon. I'm assuming based on. I mean, the fact that- depends on. Yeah, I mean, he's very fashion forward. I'm not that fashion forward um mostly because i don't have the the means to have a stylist and also it just feels exhausting to put on anything other than a hoodie mm-hmm. um but yeah the, the i mean lewis always comes with the next level you know he's letting you know he yeah. has money to dress this way and i think steve harvey's doing the same 
By the way, after we covered uh, the Machine Gun Kelly, Megan Fox story by Molly Lambert Molly. on today's episode, which I didn't realize at the time. Sorry. Uh, I've been on a bit of a social media break, so I didn't realize it was written by Molly. But the, yeah, yeah. I've social been media notice- break means you can't read a byline? <laughs> that that is not that same is same to me too because i looked at the gq on thing my app that is on me for sure <laughs> it's on all um, of us jack it's on all of especially us. because the writing is strong it is a thing that you notice and for some reason because it was in gq when molly wrote that like megan fox was like the most beautiful woman she's ever seen i was like this dude is horny um <laughs> <laughs> because of, I just read GQ. As, man, when you know, I, I I I saw her in person uh, at a Halloween party years ago, and I think I told this story, but it, I she was dressed as like a fucking stormtrooper or Padme or something, and mm. I was like, "Yo, who is this person?" Mm. Anyway, so. who's this fox? Right? Who's this? Who's this weed? But uh, since reading the story, I was uh, I've had occasion to go into the office a couple of times. And I've noticed multiple couples that seem to be using uh, them as their like style icons. Oh. Uh, like you know, I saw a girl in leather pants and like a uh, like fur bikini walking with a dude who was you know dressed like Machine Gun Kelly. Like looked like tattooed like leather trench coat. Yeah, tatted up. Uh, looked like he hadn't been outdoors ever. Mesh shirt. Mesh shirt. Yeah, just Slick like back hair. Yeah. You know, bitty bitty jeans. Oh yeah, chicken uh, spaghetti chicolinis. Yeah, like all, <laughs> all sorts of <laughs> real piece of shit. You know. <laughs> um, anyways, uh, they they are. It's not that um, they're wrong. It's that the world has uh, passed me by, and this is this is who they are. Uh, our future king and queen. This seems so impractical to wear like such ornate outfits all yeah, the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it definitely feels like that sort of glam rock kind of aesthetic. If I can't like spill weed ash on it and not have to worry about a dry cleaning bill, like right. that's sort of, that's the bar for me. Yeah. But anyways, I feel like I'm going to start driving around Hollywood and seeing people dress like Steve Harvey because, yeah. uh, this guy's, Oh, you know, we good. need MFC Erickson on Twitter who always does the wild photoshops of us. Make yes. Jack and I, Megan, they make us Steve Harvey, but yeah, <laughs> Uh, I do like that. Somebody did uh, like, those poses they do where he'll like just have his like hand like on her crotch, and she's like know? pointing a gun at his dick. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's like what? The fuck? Yeah, it's we're fucking a, messy. Yes, um, <laughs> it's dangerous. Like there, there's something about them that is just like always on the brink of being like this is this would be a parody. Yeah, yeah, this yeah, is a yeah. joke. Like her pointing the gun at his dick in a fashion photo shoot that like takes itself seriously, and he's like, "Yeah, that's right." Yeah, uh, I trust her. Like, is or is that so, what it's supposed to be? I don't know. It's or she's so like, she like wild me. and on the nose, and just like, what the fuck? Uh, yeah. But anyways, uh, shout out to GQ for what? giving us. I bet you they do a thing where they're both like at a like a public execution. Oh, like hell either yeah. like firing squad executed? like yeah. against a wall like together blindfolded or like at, at the gallows or some shit holding yeah. hands that's i'm telling you right now is how dumb these just just wait y'all and when i'm right wait i'll probably forget but. it's gonna be that he has his head on the chopping block and she is holding the axe right yeah or she yeah, has yeah. the bow and arrow and he's like in the 
you know, getting ready to get shot. Uh, or he's, or he's like at a witch burning and she's got like the torch that she's about to drop at his feet. Kind um, of thing. Anyway. Yeah. I kind of like that. Yeah. Isn't there, this is, we still haven't gotten to the second story that we have on our list. Uh, <laughs> but Fuck it. Uh, I just found out that good. the, that the uh, doctor's appointment that we were trying to race through this to get to uh, did not go through. So we do not no. have a doctor's appointment. So, you know, the kid's ear infection can wait. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, he can still um, hear. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Kyrie Irving has broken a silence about why he's holding out. It's the sort of thing I would admire if he wasn't doing it for anti-vax purposes. But the, the quotes are, I'm doing what's best for me. Not true. I know the consequences here. And if it means that I'm judged and demonized for that, that's just what it is. That's the role I play, but I never wanted to give up my passion, my love, my dream just over this mandate. So what? It's not about the money. It's not always about the money. It's about choosing what's best for you. Again, this is not the best. He's thing. like, you think I want to really lose money? Uh, like, you think I really want to give up my dream and go after a championship? You think I really just want to give up my job? I, it, it seems like it. It seems like it, man. Like that's just from here. Uh, the the vaccine ha has no ill effects and everybody else in your league has sh proven that. I like how he said, he's like, I'm not going to let people just like use me as some fucking dummy or tool for their own agenda. And then every fucking right wing conservative critic, media commentator, whatever is like being like, Oh, he's so brave. Kyrie, yes. we stand with you. Uh, no. uh, you think the irony's lost on him? It shouldn't be. But like now know. that, so this was like, I, I did hold out hope because I am, I'm rooting for the Lakers. I'm rooting for the Sixers as always this season. But there were moments watching the Nets last year where they like raised offensive yeah. basketball to a level I had never seen before. And that's always what I'm in it for. Like, that's why I loved LeBron is because he was doing shit I had never seen before. Uh, and they are really fun to watch. And like, I would so I was hoping that he was just going to be like psych or just be like, all right, like, you know, I made my point, but it really, this feels more like he's digging in, which sucks yeah. for him. And also and for like, team. I don't respect your decision. Yeah, I your actively decision disrespect sucks. your fucking decision. You're yeah. selfish. Yeah. Um, and it doesn't make sense to me. Uh, what I will do is I won't attack you on the street. So in right. that sense, I can, I can respect the fact that you are an autonomous being and with your own sense of agency. But like this whole thing is, I feel like that's the common refrain you hear from a lot of these anti-vax people. Like, I just hope that like you can respect my decision. And it's like, no, which is like, what, what does that mean? What do you, that, that's, that's seeming to suggest like, please don't look at me less than because right. of this decision. But that is, that's exactly what's happening when you look at the situation, not just in fucking New York or the East coast or the United States, there are many countries where people would fucking claw their faces off to get a vaccination right. because the situation is so dire and unpredictable. But, you know, it's easy to hold yourself up in your millions of dollars places of living and not let the real world get to you. Yeah, it's it. I respect the decision as much as I respect someone's decision to drive drunk and put like themselves right. it's more like, and okay, the you people did around that. them at risk and maybe they don't kill somebody this time but that wasn't a great decision and i don't think you should you should yeah. do it i'm not Here's, and i don't yeah. think you should be like and i'm driving drunk because nobody can tell me what to do okay, okay. big man okay 
go off. Joe Rogan has had CNN's Dr. Sanjay Gupta on his show. So did you watch any of that clip? No, man. It's just, I I mean, Sanjay Gupta, you know, this man has had to talk to a lot of anti-vaxxers and vaccine hezzy people. And, you know, because he's like trying to like find common ground and then sort of sort of like be like, well, that's wrong and you should try this, et cetera, et cetera. But yeah, the the way like Joe Rogan is trying to tell Dr. Sanjay Gupta that he's like, here's what I think they should do for the vaccine. Like if you're like obese or like old, then like, yeah, you should probably get the vaccine. But like I take vitamins and work out. So I don't know. He's like, yeah, could I not have had COVID? That would have been probably cool. But he's like, but I've had worse colds. So there's that part. And also what I think people should do is get vaccinated, then get COVID. That way you have super immunity. That's what I would do. But like, that's the shit. That's what his show is, right? He just like throws like, I mean, it's, it's a lot of like talk radio. It's a lot of podcasts, just like throwing ill-informed ideas out as they occur to them. And then being like, ah, what am I talking about? I, you know, I'm no expert. Right. 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 It's like, well, when you have 200 million downloads a month, hmm, maybe, well, whatever. I'm not expecting him to, to have any sense of responsibility about it, but yeah, he, the funny part was when he said they're like, yeah, then you should get it. Then you have super immunity. And Dr. Sanjay Gupta is like, yeah, here's the thing, though. The goal shouldn't be super immunity because you've already been infected. The goal should be to never be infected at all, to right. stay as healthy as possible, because it's not even then, despite the high f- efficacy rates of the vaccines, that's just that that defeats the purpose of it all. Don't and you're willingly still then be like, like, I got to get it. It's so it's like selfish bordering on solipsistic the idea that like just his entire view of this that like anytime you have it you are risking getting the people around you sick and killing them like how the fuck is this not getting through and how is this not like immediately a thing that is just like disqualifying like of somebody i don't know uh i guess it's actually qualifying because yeah that's how a lot of people think and again, people, especially in a time like now, people are going to love to hear somebody agree with them. So I'm sure he has more people trying to tune in to be like, yeah, how do I let me, yeah. someone who seems like they're confident about being so wrong, I need to hear their words because that's usually how this shit works. All right, let's take a quick break. We'll be right back. And we're back and... Hashtag empty shelves Joe is trending. <laughs> it's so stupid. What is this a is this a nickname that Trump is trying to get going? Or I don't know. I don't know who the fuck came up with it, but it's trending, y'all. Um, and it's clearly it's the the biggest trending thing on Twitter right now. And yeah, everyone's just like all of the, again the the right wing cretins. Oh man, it's empty shelves Joe. Can't wait to see what other cool stuff he does. It's like, yeah. Uh, okay sure the, it's him. a global supply chain issue just for the record if that's what you're referencing it's not just the like joe biden not the joe biden induced supply chain issue but yeah i think what's so funny is there's real problems republicans could point to um and real issues that this administration is having where you're like oh that's not a good policy at all but again they're not in the business of having policies or improving people's lives so all they can do is just like do these like weird stupid like change the Biden logo where the E is just a three-tiered shelf that's empty. Right. I mean that's pretty good. Uh, yeah, uh, nailed it. 
Yeah, it, it's not a good like I, I, I just like people. I, I remember would be like Sleepy Joe. That's a pretty good one. He got him there, and I'm just like I don't know what like Empty Shelves Joe doesn't flow. Is it a play on? Something? I mean, if you're if you're on a if you're on the super like the Russian troll farms are mostly still contributing a lot to right wing Twitter discourse, mm-hmm. um, and and the ones who are able to get things trending, then you could say that well, it's because it's a Russian troll farm just coming up with something. Um, but all all of them, uh, there's not a single nickname that's good at all. So right. I don't know. They suck. Yeah. But there's other tweets that say. This one person, this woman saying, we're going to have to cancel Christmas this year because nobody can buy toys for the kids. Thanks, empty shelves, Joe. The meaning yes. of Christmas is to buy my children toys, right? Were you I Christian? Mean, I don't know. According to your Twitter bio, you're a woman of God. God. So, yeah, I don't know. That is going to be very frustrating when the global supply chain, like the, the war on Christmas is going to be, as as we talked about in an episode last week that, you know, there's there's real supply issues having to do with the global pandemic and the fact that, you know, globalization is not the end all cure all that we thought it was to all of society's problems. And people are going to be like, see, Trump, Trump was right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, game five, Dodgers, Giants, Miles. Woo. It all comes down to this. Comes down to this, a nervy <laughs> one. Yeah. Hey, I'm glad the Dodgers forced a game five. I hope I hope the Dodgers win. It's just, it's a painful thought to think that we're going to go out to the Giants. It's interesting because I, I do find myself rooting for the Dodgers despite, you know, just because I live in LA and mm-hmm. I like a lot of people who are Dodgers fans. I think objectively, were, had I no uh, like horse in the race, I would definitely be rooting for the Giants, right? Because they're like the underdogs. I mean, they both had the best records. Like, right. But the Giants so, have like half the payroll that the Dodgers have. Sure, Jack, and you can keep talking that kind of shit about and the Giants. The starting pitcher is Jesse Plemons, their their number one starter. So that's also pretty impressive. <laughs> that dude is yeah. the least athletic looking motherfucker. Their <laughs> their ace, who's going to be pitching tonight, is lights out and looks exactly like Jesse Plemons. Yeah, he's got a big big Jesse Plemons energy uh, with Logan <laughs> Webb, right? Yeah. Um. But yeah, I don't. Fuck, dude. I. I. Again, it's just nervy because it's such a hot, hotly contested rivalry. Obviously, although I mean, people in the get last killed game over that shit. Yeah. Dodgers fans were fighting each other. Uh, you know, and a lot of a lot of us want a another World Series win. It's not always easy, folks. So I will just wait. I'll keep my mouth shut. Yeah. And I'll just just see what happens. Oh, did you see Katie Stoll tweeted that thing? She's like, if you're a Giants fan in LA, don't say you're a Giants fan out loud in LA. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, is she, she is a Giants fan, right? Yeah, because isn't she up from that up that yeah, area? Yeah, she's from yeah. up there. Up air. Up air. Up air yeah. north. And finally, the the debate that is on everyone's mind, I guess. The, this is trending right now. Karen Carpenter versus Madonna. Huh? This is like uh, I I it's I I think this is just us like being old and like like it would be the equivalent of somebody being like all right guys Steven Spielberg versus Kubrick or, or like <laughs> or you no, know Steven or Spielberg, Steven Spielberg versus, versus, Mick versus G. Hitchcock <laughs> yeah well I don't like I don't know it's if that just, it's that like no, different it's not... eras right 
Yeah, I mean, the Karen Carpenter's, Carpenter's 70s, right? Yeah. Madonna was like 80s. Yeah, like Madonna wasn't kicking it with Elvis. You right. know what I mean? Yeah. So, I I don't know. I, it's just like this weird thing on Twitter where we're both confounded. Yes. I'm like, I don't know how they're what how they're comparable. I mean, like Karen Carpenter was like a also like a drummer too. So I I don't know if like what are we what are we using the voices the I don't know. But a lot of people are like it's no question it's Karen Carpenter, <laughs> right? Because it's a it's a contra a contrarian take that like you can have that uh you know they they do have some hits. I w- I will say that the Carpenters, which also Madonna was always uh not only a solo artist a solo name um yeah and i i mean i guess uh remember you told me you love me baby yeah they got a lot of hits from that tommy boy corny and shit like they're kind of timeless corny songs yeah they're on the shit that like would be on those like infomercials that would come on like on a friday night like at 2 a.m like own the greatest classics of our time why do birds oh suddenly appear i mean like they a lot of their songs sound like they could be sung by the cast of sesame street and the vibe wouldn't change at all no the vibe wouldn't change but i guess here's the deal like as a vocalist karen carpenter is a better vocalist than madonna that's for sure like i thought you you just had to sing scales i was about to shut the fuck up bro (laughs) why do (laughs) i know he's not on sesame street okay (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's okay it's okay buddy it's okay um so i don't know and she's a drummer so but then like madonna's got a whole swag about her too that yeah. like with her contribution to pop music I, that's why i'm like i'm not interested in even trying to find a fucking bottom yeah. of this i'm just more like how someone like, explain to me why this is a comparison that needs how to be made. these two got in the same conversation madonna is an artist karen carpenter is like more of a musician madonna's like i don't think even madonna claims she's like a good singer no. She's just like, just a vibe, and like she also had like amazing producers behind her. Yeah, um, like look again, Karen Carpenter banging your own drums, playing that kit. Yeah. Uh, you got a wild vocal range. Sure, if are we going based off of like who's the bigger like band nerd? Right. I do wonder if this is like because I do feel like Madonna as a phenomenon has probably fallen off harder. Like in terms of like it's hard for people today to realize like what a big deal she was in the eighties. And like, because like she was a purely like MTV creation and like, it's hard to even like understand what MTV meant because it's like such a weird reality show factory now. And just what, what that kind of cool was. I feel like people, and then she's like very not cool and strange in a lot of ways now. So like, I think, you know, right. All right, um, who do you like better, Bach or Sonny Rollins? Thank you. Now there is a conversation <laughs> uh, we can get in. <laughs> I mean, if we're going straight off Mohawks, <laughs> right? I think, the, I think the decision is clear. All right, Axl Rose or Nolan Ryan? <laughs> <laughs> huh? Okay. All right, those are the things that are trending uh, on this Thursday afternoon. We are back tomorrow. A whole ass episode of the show. It's a fun one. Mm-hmm. Uh, tune in. Until then, be kind to each other. Be kind to yourselves. Uh, wear a mask. Get the vaccine. Don't do nothing about white supremacy. And we will talk to you all tomorrow. Bye. Bye.